where nobody knows your name is not filmed in front of a live studio audience. Hello and welcome back to Where Nobody Knows Your Name, a Cheers podcast. I am James. It's your boy, Troy. Going on a trip today, aren't we, Troy? We're going to an exotic locale. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. The title of this episode is One Happy Chappy in a Snappy Serapi. I'm glad I managed that because I've been drinking. <laughs> it refers to a lyric in the song, The Three Caballeros, which is uh, We're Three Happy Chappies with Snappy Serapis. I've not heard this song. Not heard it either. I've never even heard of a Serapi. It's like a poncho. So this is the continuation of uh, episode three. And we were left at the end of the last episode with Martin, Martin Teal proposing, weren't we, to Rebecca? Yeah, with Sam whistling, here comes the bride, and Rebecca fainting. That's it, basically. The only real person who seems to be, who seems to want this proposal slash marriage is Martin. And we have opinions about Martin. We don't like Martin. We do have opinions about Martin. Before we get into those, uh, this episode aired on the 17th of November in 1988, and directed by James Burroughs. Uh, and who was it written by then? Cherie Eichen and Bill Steinkellner, which is a fun fact, married couple. So, you know, marriage worked for someone in this episode. <laughs> so the cold open uh, is Rebecca on the phone to radio station. She's trying to explain her situation, uh, but doesn't obviously want to use her real name or, or any of the people involved's real name. So she calls herself Rapunzel and she's basically complaining about the situation, um, pretending that she's dating Sam and, and just how she's kind of dug herself into this this situation. And it turns out that she's called a gardening show. <laughs> and the host asks if she has any questions on gardening, which she doesn't. Uh, and then once she has hung up the phone, Carla comes into the office with uh, the radio and it turns out that everyone's been listening into that conversation. It was live on the radio. I didn't realise they listening to the garden show on on the radio in the bar. That's a new one on me. I wouldn't be surprised if they stick Bob Ross on at some point. Oh, yes, Bob. I would love to watch Bob Ross in a bar. I feel you need a gin with watching Bob Ross. A slow drink. Just something you can just sip for a while. Yeah, like, yeah, you paint you paint those clouds. Ooh, delightful. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, So the main bulk of the episode starts with Woody and Norm discussing at the bar that they've been playing golf and they're talking about each other's how well they've done, basically, and their scores. Uh, Fraser is impressed uh, with what he hears, but it turns out that it was actually mini golf because it takes way too long to get around a regular size golf course, which it does, which is why they've got golf buggies. I don't think I'd be trusted with a golf buggy. <laughs> I'd love to have a go in one of those for that reason because I can't be trusted. I know I couldn't be trusted in one, and that's exactly why. But yeah, regular golf courses are way too big. I've always preferred mini golf. I'm not really a golf person, but if I had to play a version of it, it would be mini golf or frizz golf, which is quite fun. Golf with a frisbee. And instead of it being holes, they're hoops. Oh, so you use your, your arms to throw as opposed to just whacking it with a golf club because I imagine it wouldn't go very far if you were yeah, no, whacking you're not, your frisbee you're not with a club. whacking frisbees around <laughs> with a nine iron. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> or foot golf, actually. I've played foot golf. That's fun. Martin has had a meeting upstairs. The rest of the bar are discussing um, him and they're asking, how does someone so young become so powerful? 
and Woody thinks that they're talking about him. Wait, how does a guy so young get to be so incredibly powerful? Well, I just try to maintain a cheerful attitude and not abuse my position. Says his prayers, eats his vitamins, drinks his milk, all of that stuff. Everything Hulk Hogan told you to do in the 80s. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Martin sends Dennis in to get Rebecca. And he asks, when she eventually comes out, uh, he asks her how her and Sam are getting on. And she tells Martin that they're actually engaged, literally at the moment, as Sam walks into the bar. Uh, she quickly takes him off to one side and explains the situation, explains what's happened. And Sam asks, in typical Sam fashion, if I go along with it, will you go to bed with me? That is all that's on his mind. He's just a just a dirty man. It's He's a dirty man, but also... A brave man. <laughs> I don't really know why he thinks it would work. Because uh, she could go, yes. And then it'd be like, oh, cool. Yeah, we'll go along with it. And it'd be like, yeah, bye, Martin. And she goes, yeah, no. You know, it's I could change my mind, Sam. It's it's, <laughs> it's, it's just a bit odd. <laughs> like, I, I get that he finds her attractive. You know, he wants a bit. There's that. And then there's just being really desperate. He doesn't need to be desperate because he can go and have any girl he wants or not any girl he wants, but you know, they, they often make reference to the fact that he's quite a ladies man and he doesn't struggle to attract ladies. And yet he just really throws himself off as desperate in this. And it's just, it does. And the other, the other ladies he's been with, he's not been as obtusely perverse. He's been, he's, he's implied it. It's gotten worse. He's, yeah. he's more like, why don't you and I, uh, you know, find a hotel room somewhere? And like, all right, it's, it's bordering. It's it's close. It's close. They might be interested. Rebecca's clearly not. So stop being so direct. <laughs> <laughs> Make the occasional comment, you know, that dress makes you look good or whatever. But don't be like, hey, Rebecca, bed. No, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Just be more coy. Yeah. <laughs> so Martin congratulates them. Uh, it's, it's this amusing moment where Sam is really playing into it and really leaning into it now and trying to be all over Rebecca and she just won't kiss him properly. Carla sees through the lies and knows it's a scam, mainly because Sam is a lousy liar and a lousy actor. Martin asks when the big event is. Sam, obviously, with bedding her on his mind, thinks that Martin is asking something else and says, tonight to which Martin's obviously surprised that the wedding would be sorted out that quickly. That isn't what they're on about. However, Martin, in an attempt to try and split them up and to try and drive a wedge, offers Sam uh, a job, a bar that they're opening up in Cancun. Rebecca knows, though, as part of Martin's plan to split them up. She sees through his lies, much like Carla does with Sam. Your lies are as transparent as a thin piece of baking paper, Sam. Excellent. Brilliant. That's the best you add. <laughs> it's not even a pun. I just I just feel like I should bake something. <laughs> <laughs> Gossamer thin lie. <laughs> Sam goes off to Cancun. He eventually takes on Martin's suggestion and, and says, see you later. Hasta luego. Cheers. But while Sam's away... They're doing a kind of exchange. It was an exchange thing. Martin's not, you know, so obvious that he's just like, I'll just get rid of Sam. It's like, no, I've got an exchange thing going on. You like Cancun? Because I've got a Cancunian who might like Boston. (laughs) (laughs) 
Enter Ramon, who's Sam's replacement. Do you know a famous actor called Ramon? And a lot of things goes by his different name. And a wrestler back from the 90s that was called Razor Ramon. And if you don't know who Razor Ramon is, look him up. Uh, that's not who I was thinking of. I can give you a clue. Oh, go on. He's related to Charlie Sheen. Oh, it's not Emilio Estevez, is it? No, but you're pretty close. Who is it? It's Martin Sheen, because Emilio's the only one who uses their actual name. Ramon Estevez is Martin Sheen's real name. Oh, is that him? Oh, okay, okay. Nice, nice. Facts. Nom, 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 nom. Facts. Nom, 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 nom. So Ramon is Sam's replacement, uh, and he's packing up his bags, isn't he? As, as we see, this is now a month later after Sam accepts the job at the bar in Cancun. And Sam's due to return, which means Ramon has to go, which is a shame. Indeed. So we see him leaving as Sam is due to return. Cliff says that Latinos don't have the same sexual prowess, to which Norm responds with, no one has your <laughs> sexual prowess. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Turns out Sam is late back to the bar. He's still not arrived. Uh, Martin and Dennis do, however, and they say that he's missed his private jet home. Uh, Rebecca then speaks to Sam on the phone, uh, but they have one ready in a briefcase because people carry phones in briefcases. It's the 80s. It's a wild time. Telephones and cocaine. (laughs) (laughs) She manages to speak to him on the phone, um, and he is still wildly partying. And we get a quick camera cut to the bar that he's working at. uh, And there's a a conga line going around. And it's just, it's absolute bedlam. She then starts speaking to the, who she believes is the telephone operator uh, in in what I can only describe as as pigeon Spanish. Hello, operator? Uh, Operator? (laughs) Yes, I I was just talking to my fiance and I was, oh, I'm sorry. me taco to me boyo amigo in Cancun, and we were cut off It reminds me, go on, you're probably going to say the same thing. When British people go on holidays and know they don't yep. speak the language, so just speak slower yep. and louder. Slower and louder, that's exactly it. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> Thinking by adding an O on to the end of the word makes it closer to the, like, the translation, like, uh... T- telefono, uh, operato. Me taco to me boyo amigo in Cancun, and we were cut off Oh, Boyo? Wales or Cancun? Woody overhears her speaking and, and says it's a beautiful language, despite it, being, despite it being absolute nonsense and nothing like Spanish. Turns out that, as I said, it isn't the operator on the phone. She thought she was always the operator. Say, so is, it, is it the bus boy or something like that? It's definitely not an operator, that's for sure. Apparently, Sam's been on quite the tariff whilst working uh, in Cancun for the last month. I hear he hasn't stopped fooling around since he got down there. You had him watched? I didn't have to. The man's escapades have become legendary. The Indians in the mountains sing a folk song about him. <laughs> Becca, let me help you take your mind off your problems. Uh, Martin wants to take her out while Sam is away. And knowing that Sam isn't going to return... Carla runs off to go and get Ramon, who's back to replace Sam once again. Carla's interaction with Ramon is very similar to Lilith's interaction with Randy, the stripper at her bachelorette party. Just this yeah. quite attractive type. And Carla is seizing things, uh, and more than just opportunities. <laughs> but, and Ramon doesn't care. He, he comes back, uh, Carla just goes, Hola! 
that. Top lad, Ramon. Got a lot of time for Ramon. Norm says that they have a problem and is confused as to why no one else can see that there's a problem as well. What do you think he's on about the fact that his glass is empty? Which, to Norm, now makes it two problems. Adding on to his initial worry and his initial problem that Sam probably won't come back again because he's enjoying the party life down in Cancun. That sounds more like a Norm problem than a Sam problem. <laughs> uh, however, Fraser does have a suggestion for them to all go down there instead and join him. Woody seems to be the only one that actually wants to. Uh, the rest of them then think better of it. Well, Fraser and Norm have the whole, you know, wife thing. Woody could go. Woody could do what he wants. Woody would love Cancun. Just one man stag party. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lad on tour. So we then cut to the bar that Sam's working at in Cancun, and we see it in full this time. He's just schmoozing his way about the bar, as you'd expect. Rum and sunshine, there's enough for everyone. Everyone. And yeah, he, he's, he's working his way around the bar, isn't he? And Rebecca arrives with his suitcase, packed, ready to go, wanting to bring him back to Boston, back to the bar. Uh, upon packing his bags for him, and she's realised that he didn't pack any underwear. What what kind of a man goes on holiday and doesn't pack any underwear? Well, we know the type of man. The same type of man who asks prior to leaving whether they have drug stores or whether he'll need to pack a separate bag. <laughs> oh, Sam. Smut. <laughs> Sam thinks that she should tell Martin. They have they have a bit of a back and forth, a bit of a to-do. And she thinks he thinks rather that she should come clean and tell Martin the whole situation. Rebecca doesn't like this. So she pulls a gun out. Whoa. Yeah, that's hard to get your own way. Just whip out some firearms. Excellent. Also, one of two things has happened. Either she found a gun in Cancun, or she took a gun from Boston to Cancun. And airport security are terrible that they didn't detect a handgun on her person. It was 88. They just went, what's that? It's my gun? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, on you go. Hand luggage, not a problem. <laughs> Put it in the hold, yeah? We don't want you whipping that out on the plane. But... We don't want that going off in the fuselage. Put that in the hold. <laughs> so she pulls out the gun. She she aims it at Sam and says, I bet you wish you had those new underpants now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's some interesting characters in this, in this bar. Sam hits on a woman called Margarita while apparently making the drink Margarita. Classic yep. Sam. And also, uh, someone called Pepe, and Pepe is my favourite. Why is that? Is that because the actor that plays him is called Fred Asparagus? <laughs> is that he's Mexican norm? Uh, this is the time to go through the the cast list. Of course, we've got Alex Neville as Martin Teal, Gerald Hyken as Dennis, who we'll talk a bit about later. Fred Asparagus, as you pointed out, which sounds like a name from Toast of London. It's a ridiculous name. <laughs> it does. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry Nightlife <laughs> Steve Serpenter uh, Steve Serpenter <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, this one Fred Asparagus, which is a ridiculous name Sorry Fred, but yeah, it's a ridiculous name Plays Pepe, which is the Mexican norm He also appeared in Chips This is Spinal Tap Breaking 2, Electric Boogaloo, Three Amigos, Falcon Crest, Who's the Boss, Beverly Hills Cop 3, and many more. Do you want to know a fun fact about who he played in Three Amigos? Go on. 
When Rebecca pulls out the gun, he immediately hides under the bar. This is funny because Fred Asparagus also played a bartender in The Three Amigos and in that film he kept having to hide under the bar every time there was a shootout. That's a nice callback. Marco Hernandez. Now that's a much better name than Fred Asparagus. Yeah. As Ramon. <laughs> he also appeared in Knight Rider, TJ Hooker, MacGyver, The Totellis, L.A. Law, Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman and, and many more. Lauren Farner as Tourist. He also appeared in Avenging Force, Fatal Judgment, The Famous Teddy Z, Dead On, Relentless 2, The Wharf Rat, and The Ponder Heart. This was one of the tourists at, uh, at, at the bar in Cancun. Philip Pillman is uncredited as Phil. Al Rosen is uncredited as Al. And there's one actor at the bar in Cancun who has been in a lot of stuff. And I don't know... I'm sure you've seen some of the stuff they've appeared in, but I don't know whether you'd have recognised them. Is Richard Schiff. Yeah. Is, is uncredited as Taurus. You recognise because he's starting to get that receding hairline already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He's been in a lot of stuff. Let me tell you the stuff he's been in. Tales from the Crypt, Young Guns 2, Malcolm X, The Bodyguard, L.A. Law, Doogie Howser, M.D., The John Lara Ketch Show, The Hudsucker Proxy, Murphy Brown, Speed 7, E.R., Ali McBeal, Dr. Doolittle, Becker, Entourage, The West Wing, The Mindy Project, NCIS, Man of Steel, Key and Peel, House of Lies, John Cole Van Johnson, Counterpart of the Affair, <sighs> Ballers, The Good Doctor, and many more. Jurassic Park, The Lost World. He was also the voice of Odin in the game God of War Ragnarok. Or sorry, rather, is the voice of Odin, which comes out later this year. Been in a lot. He has. Top lad. And uh, yeah, he just popped over to Cancun. Little drinky drink. Why not? Which is interesting because Ramon Estevez, of course, the main character in the West Wing. There you go. Connections. Sam manages to talk her down and eventually gets the gun off her. Turns out the gun wasn't loaded at all. Uh, it tells everyone at the bar that it was a joke. You know, normal service can resume. Everything's all right. Uh, it's at this point that she leaves. And uh, Sam explains to Pepe at the bar about the situation and opens up, actually, and kind of, like, peels back the, the facade a little bit and says that, actually, despite all the madness, he still likes her. It's always the way. And what I love about Sam and Pepe's interactions is that Sam speaks English, Pepe speaks Spanish, but they understand what the other one's saying. Yeah, I like that. So back at Cheers, uh, Ramon is leaving with not one, but two women. Uh, and Norman Cliff say that he's he's more Sammy than they will ever be. You smooth, smooth fucks, Ramon. <laughs> I like this, this this position where you've got, in Cancun, you've, you've clearly got someone that's the like their version of Norm in Pepe. And then Sam's replacement is essentially exactly like Sam, just a Hispanic Sam. <laughs> With even more suave and charisma, much shorter, uh, probably a bit less desperate as well. He could be desperate. He just speaks Spanish, so we don't really know what he's saying. <laughs> <laughs> Carla goes to knock on the office door to have a chat with Rebecca, who's been drinking all day in the office. She is obliterated um, and in a drunken mess decides that she's going to marry Martin and she tells Carla that. Although she doesn't seem very happy about it. No, well, you wouldn't be. She's just had to settle for him like, ah, oh, yeah, all right then. I guess I'll get married. Maybe it will help my career. Either way, I'm two Murlows deep, Carla. So, you know, it's tomorrow Rebecca's problem. 
That's it, exactly. So Martin arrives at the bar and as Carla's on her way out walking past Martin, she points out that they are in fact the same size. Pint size. <laughs> Carla and Martin are, <laughs> yep, tiny. We lead on to Martin asking uh, Rebecca to marry him. And she says, suppose I can do. I don't really care when we get married. Uh, and in an attempt to show his spontaneousness, that word? Spontaneity? Spontaneity, that's it. There you go. He has people there already that can marry them. He goes to the front door, brings in what are essentially kind of a, I guess, a minister, someone that's ordained, a witness. Uh, she says, we can't do it now. Uh, my parents aren't here. Your parents aren't here. There's no family there. I goes, well, that's what you think, Rebecca. <laughs> he says, his mother passed away, but his father's here. Turns out his father's Dennis. Plot twist. Plot twist. The corporate yes man is his dad. Yeah, and he took over the company from him. He pushed his dad out. It's my company now. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I like Martin less and less in each episode. Just a little scumbag. <laughs> Absolute scumbag. That's that's a nice way of putting it. Yeah. <laughs> a, a, small, a small bag of scum. <laughs> Sam comes back, though, doesn't he? Comes back dressed like a bandido. <laughs> in a serapi, yeah. That's it. There you go. There you go. Martin then leaves, doesn't he? Kind of realises that he's not. He's, he's not going to get it. He's not going to get what he wants, even though he still firmly believes he gets everything that he wants. Admits defeat to the superior Sam, dressed in his poncho. And Sam comes in all ponchoed up and embraces a drunk Rebecca. And Martin goes, "Well, Sam's got a poncho. I can't compete with that." <laughs> uh, she, he leaves rather. And when asked about it affecting their work, their working relationship, he says, no, no, of course it won't. He doesn't even say that. He says, oh, don't worry about that. Yeah. She, she knows she's definitely going to regret all of these decisions tomorrow. Sam goes to kiss her again. He thinks, he thinks he's in there. He thinks finally that's it. And she says, you know, you've, you've been patient. You've waited long enough. You've earned it. But she passes out. She collapses. And, I mean, I uh, want to say good for her because... She's too drunk for, you know, anything to really happen. Yeah, would not have been right. Nope. So she crashes out on the chair. Or rather, she crashes down on the floor and doesn't Sam then help her up onto the chair. For his own personal amusement, puts the poncho... Well, first he puts the poncho on her and thinks, oh, that's, that's sweet. He's tucking her in, making sure she's comfy. And then it's an opportunity too good to pass out. Pass up, rather. And uh, so he gets a permanent marker draws a hilarious tash on and adds the hat for good measure. I mean, if you're, t- if you're two bottles of wine down, just to, got a moustache drawn on you, and like, yeah, it's fine. I can handle that. What I do like is the final image after Sam's left cheers. It's just a spotlight just on Rebecca. Everything else is in darkness. You just get a spotlight down on this passed out, <laughs> serapi clad, <laughs> sombrero wearing Rebecca. And that's how we end the episode. Yeah, which is nice. It's a shame that Ramon's gone, though. We'll miss him. I'm like just in him and Sam on the bar, just kind of tag team in it. The sleaze off. <laughs> <laughs> We've got some letters all the way from Cancun. That's Ooh. nice. But as usual, before we open our letters, we have to give a shout out to our norms on Patreon. So this goes out to Treb Curry. If you want that special norm treatment, then check out our Patreon page for that and so much more. It's a few questions we got here. 
First question, uh, where is Cancun? Mexico, or near Mexico, off the coast of Mexico, isn't it? Ah, see, now, do you think it's mainland Mexico or off the coast of Mexico? Off the coast of Mexico, I think. You would be wrong. Ah. It is part of the mainland. I thought it was a coast, I thought it was an island as well, or just off the coast. It's in southern Mexico on the the uh, the Yucatan Peninsula. Ooh. Yeah. It's actually, if you look at it on the map, actually closer to Havana. Oh, with the cigars. What food does Cliff compare Ramon to? Pass. It's something which is sun-dried. Oh, a raisin. A raisin, yeah. That's it. it says I do that remember. When they're talking about sexual prowess, he says, yeah, because they're all sun-dried like a raisin. And I was like, you, <laughs> you stop that right there, Cliff. That's... Oh, dear. It's getting it's a, a different bit... time, isn't it? Different time, just... Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> Question about Dennis. He's quite salty this episode. Not as much of a yes man. Why is Dennis so salty? Because he has to take orders from his son, who's a little snot-nosed brat. It's, it's, <laughs> it's related to that. He's five months from retirement. Ah, that's it. Yes, he does mention. He tells Rebecca, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What does Carla call Ramon after retrieving him from the Boston streets when Sam doesn't return? She gives him a, a nickname. She does, yeah. And I cannot remember what it is. Um, I can give you a clue. Yeah, go on. Uh, it's named after an actor which has a co-starred in a film with Kirstie Alley. I mean, that doesn't narrow it down, but it's, it's cool. It's... When I tell you who it is and which film it is, you'd be like, oh, yeah. Comes it is. <laughs> Go on then. It's Ricardo Montalban, who of course played Khan. Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah, he, play, he played nice. Khan Nonian Singh. Uh, he was also the model spokesperson for the 1975 Kodaba and the 1988 Chrysler New Yorker whose seats are described as fine, soft, rich Corinthian leather. And this is why Carla calls Ramon Ricardo Mondelban, because he's packing Corinthian leather. Because it's right, I see. <laughs> Brilliant. Just some casual objectifying. Not a problem. It's the 80s, different time. Just <laughs> Different time, different time, mate. What else have you got for me? Another Carla question. What is Carla's late dinner? Late dinner? Oh, Oh, I can't remember. What is it? Spam casserole. That's it. That's frustrating. I knew that as well. I was like, it sounded like something that was really vile. It's le- <laughs> left over in the in the fridge, which is... So I don't know how... How you can't casserole spam? Like, it just falls to bits, surely. It's not holding its shape. <laughs> That's our last call. I guess we know what our house special is. Delicious spam casserole. Oh, is it... or we could think of something a bit more exotic a a margarita margarita yeah good efficient to have with your spam (laughs) casserole Mm. (laughs) (laughs) but yeah no this was a great episode i really liked this one i think i preferred this one to episode three i absolutely preferred this one to episode three for sure yeah i preferred seeing them i liked seeing the cancunian equivalent to cheers But yeah, no, Troy will be back next week where we discuss episode five. But until then, hasta luego, adios, y, I don't know, just, yeah, see you you next week. Yeah, just (laughs) leave.
Bye.